This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. I love that you just were closing your eyes, getting in your body, getting ready for this conversation. It's exactly why I wanted to talk to you, actually. Um, so I was actually writing the outline for this and it's funny because even when I'm coming to see you and we're doing a session, if I have to tell a friend like where I'm going, I don't really know how to explain what I'm doing with you. <laughs> I'm like, that means um, you're on the right track. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm going to see this lady that I've been working with and we do breath work. So I started calling you my breath work lady, which I don't even know <laughs> what that means, but there's so much more to what you do. So can you help me navigate a description of the kind of work that you do and even the stuff that you do with me specifically um, because I want to talk about why that's been so helpful to my journey. But what would you say your description is? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, uh, it always shape shifts, you know, basically, you know, on my, my resume, um, I started yoga as a child, really. I was about 13 when I, began uh, the yoga path. And that was right in the midst of parents getting divorced. And I mean, it was just, there was so much um, undoing going on in my life that yoga became um, like a touchstone, like a survival thread. And my first teacher um, was, I would say, an earth angel. She was, uh, she was one of my mom's best friends. And mom and I both started doing yoga um, with her at that time. That was early days. So I'm a longtime yogi. Um, 
you know, fast forward, um, became, you know, after waitressing and selling futons and tires and, you know, all kinds <laughs> of various and sundry occupations going through school, um, I became a massage therapist. So kind of hands-on healing modality. And that morphed into um, a somatic transpersonal psychotherapy training, um, a four-year intensive training that I did in Boulder, Colorado called Alaya Process. And it's a, it's a synthesis or an amalgamation of um, many therapeutic modalities, um, breath work. We were trained in what's called Reikian breath work. Mm -hmm. There are many forms of, you know, um, trademark breathwork systems. There's holotropic breathing system by Stanislav Grof. Um, there's what was coined rebirthing back in the day. Um, all kinds of ways to basically help us reorient internally. And the breath literally helps us open uh, the feeling body and the mental body. So the breath is that vehicle that brings us home to ourselves and, you know, allows us on the exhale to offer our lives, you know, in service, which, you know, whatever we're doing, whether we're, you know, cleaning the bathroom or doing the dishes or serving soup at a soup kitchen or teaching a yoga class or talking about, um, adornments of the body and, you know, the path of beauty, it's all in service. And it helps, I think, all of us to think of our lives that way in service. So, so the psychotherapy component added to, um, you know, what, what my roles and functions are. Some people, you know, it really depends on what people's intentions are, you know, how, if they find me on the internet, if their friends refer them, you know, on my website, there's kind of a bullet point list. It's like, why do people come see me? You know, for, for a long time, people come private yoga. I want a private yoga lesson. You know, I want some help with my postures and my asanas and my body and, um, or someone might come, um, with relationship issues. Someone might come just with low mood and like, how, how can I reconnect with my life force, my vitality, my joy, um, and even access my grief in a real way. So like in a way I'm a, a midwife. Uh, some people call me a spiritual mentor. I don't really, you know, what do I call myself? I, you know, many names, you know, just don't call me late for dinner. But anyway, <laughs> I love food. <laughs> um, so, you know, basically we all need helpers and we hit times in our lives where we need specific uh, support and help. And really, I'm a holistic practitioner. I'm a practitioner that encourages, supports and invites um, an individual groups of people, communities, families, couples, back to themselves, right? And cultivating that deep inner intimate relationship with source, you know, within the body. And it's a great, you know, in yoga, yoga is such a beautiful, um, perfect system that the goal is liberation. The goal is freedom. Mm -hmm. And the Sanskrit word for that is moksha. It's a really beautiful word. And what does that mean? What does freedom mean? What does it mean 
to live a life uh, in freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of action, freedom of emotion, um, freedom of choice, you know, about what we take in our body, what we don't take in our body, who, who and where is the ultimate authority, you know, of living in alignment uh, with divine, with our own spirit, with who we truly are. So. Oh, I could not have said those words. That was so beautiful <laughs> to me. <laughs> this is why I'm saying to you, I don't know what, how to put it even into a box because every time I come to you, we have a completely different session, you know, and it is very dependent on what's happening in my life, how I come to you. There's certain days I've come to you in such an anxious state that I can't get out of my head. And, you know, I've talked really openly with you about all of the therapy work I've done, all of the 12 step work I've done. And all of those things have been extremely helpful to me and none of it is for nothing, you know, um, but I have found that where I am in my journey right now, what has been missing is just this mind heart connection. And so it's like, I get really stuck in my mind. And when I show up at your house, the thing that has been the most beneficial to me is that the first invitation is always to just stop, pause and breathe. And you and I will just breathe together until we can get to this place of like, okay, where do we go next? Like what, what is my, my journey that day? Or what is the thing that you can help guide me with? And it has been a spiritual healing of many capacities, but, um, I want to talk a little bit, you mentioned somatic therapy and I do think the reason you're so special is because you have so many different qualifications. And so you can meet people where they need to be met. The psychotherapy comes into play with, the ability to converse about, you know, certain dynamics, you mentioned relationship struggles. And for me lately, it's been that, but it's also been losing myself because life has changed and navigating the grief of that. And then also how I want to move forward. And um, I just want to know, like, what, what do you think, if you could explain to people, um, maybe why breathing is even important because I think for many years I like heard that and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Meditate. Yeah. I should go. Meditate. <laughs> or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just sort of yeah. like this. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I should go meditate. And, uh, that's going to help me stay calm. And it's just like, if you sort of have that mentality, meditation sort of feels like bullshit. It's sort mm. of like, okay, all I do is sit here for 10 minutes and I try to listen to an app or, I sit here and I just sit and ruminate about all the thoughts that I'm, you know, needing to go control or fix. And so what's been the bigger, the bigger thing that's shifted for me with the work with you is it's so focused on breathing. It, like you always just say, that is your life force. That is the thing you have with you all the time. And it's not just like this word meditation. Mm -hmm. So why, why is breath specifically so important to our bodies? Mm, nice. Thank you for that question. Um, <laughs> breath, um, respiration, you know, the word spirit or spiritus is actually within the word respiration and breath. There's a beautiful book out, a newer book called called Breathe and uh, Nestor is his name. And it's not, he doesn't, present it as, as a yoga practice. Um, but 
his, in the intro to the book, um, he talks about free diving, <laughs> which means going in down deep in the ocean with no tank, with no equipment. And you learn literally to hold your breath. I mean, some people, there was a big, uh, big hoopla about my octopus teacher. It was a beautiful film that came out. And this man, I think it was South Africa where he, he free dove and became intimately connected to this octopus. And if you haven't seen the film, you got to see the film, but tracking back, what is breath? Why is breath so important? Breath is, you know, I look at breath as a vehicle, like a chariot, like uh, the horse and buggy or the Maserati, right? Whatever your choice is that brings us into the body at birth, right? Okay. First, the, the, the embryo is in the womb and, you know, the, the, you're, you're almost more like, you know, in water, you're living in water through the umbilical cord, through the nourishment and respiration, life force of the mother, you know, and then you're boom, you're suddenly out in this three-dimensional life and the cord gets cut, you know, and at first there's this, will it make a sound? Will it live? Will it breathe? And then you hear this, it's like that through the breath, through the vehicle or the current, the wave of breath, we're brought into this body, into this life, onto this planet. And if you've ever been with a person, a dying person, these are both holy moments. These are both transition moments. And, you know, when that last breath goes out, you know, the body falls, the body goes back to dust, back to the, it's a returning. And yet the spirit or the breath carries us, maybe merges us with the great cosmic beyond the infinite, eternal um, consciousness. Um, maybe that happens. But the breath is like that. It's like the lifeline when we're drowning in the ocean and somebody throws us the life preserver and it's the rope. It's like the umbilical cord. It's like what, what the gift that's given to us to reconnect within our source center, our sovereign source center. And so why wouldn't we worship that or, you know, revere that in in a way that's not just, oh, well, go meditate, it'll calm you down, or go go try this technique or this technique. It, it becomes the relationship with the breath, especially as a bhakti or from the shakta tradition, divine feminine tradition, it becomes lovemaking. It becomes likened to being with the beloved that spirit shows up through the breath, through the vehicle of breath. And we're given that gift every time we receive the breath, like, like sunlight in, in, fill, hold, exhale. That could be my last one. I don't know, but probably not because here comes another wave. It's like, <laughs> Oh, I got, I gotta, I gotta stay here. Like I gotta keep, you know, chopping wood and carrying my water and doing the human work, the tapasya, the, the fire, the, the, the work of life on earth, the human hard stuff with, by the grace 
of the wave of this breath that carries me to the meditation cushion or to the yoga mat or, you know, to the soup kitchen, into the prisons. Um, it carries us. It takes us. It's our vehicle. And the more, you know, in, in the great tantric tradition, um, we talk about the breath as um, like solar and lunar energies coming together, right? Which in yoga, the hatha yoga means sun, moon. Yoga means union or unified field of freedom, of liberation, right? And we talk about um, those oppositional energies coming together and creating, um, you know, an inner climate where we're, we find, we cultivate this, this peacefulness within us so that we actually have the space to tolerate the mayhem and the chaos and the madness of the world, you know, especially, you know, in these times um, right. where so much is dying and being discombobulated and falling apart. There's so much loss and so much grief. And simultaneously, there's this consciousness rising, this, you know, we, we be, we're becoming more aware mm -hmm. that we literally are beings of light, you know, not to um, kick darkness out of the bed, you know, <laughs> we, we bring in the night, we bring in the moon energy as well. And especially during the winter season, you know, lay a pandemic on top of the winter, you know, quarantining, illness, disease. We need so much more rest to kind of wrap in our warm comforters and with warm tea and rest and slow down. And, you know, meditating, you know, is meditation is one of the eight limbs of Patanjali's eight limb system of yoga, which, you know, in America, so many people signing up for 200 hour teacher trainings and 500 hour, 300 hour, these teacher trainings. And so you learn that there are actually eight limbs of yoga and asana, mm -hmm. which is, which literally translates to seat which all the posture flow leads us to the seat where we dharana, we begin to focus our energies. And by grace, we are delivered, dropped off in meditation or, you know, a state of samadhi. You know, there are many levels and states of samadhi or the absorbed state. And, you know, so in the West, we have as we do in the West, we overemphasize the outer. So starting with the body going, just walking into a yoga class, you know, if there's a, if there's a teacher that's connected internally, he or she is going to invite you to breathe. Here we are back to the breath, the starting point of reconnecting within ourselves, which that relationship and cultivating that intimate relationship expands our capacity to remember to return to that place over and over and over in the course of a day, of an ordinary day, going about our business, running errands, 
you know, going for work, going for a lunch appointment, going for happy hour, you know, calling the plumber, it, it, it starts to welcome us. We remember more often. They say, you know, the great sages say the highest yoga is remember to remember. Mm. It's like, oh, what is that? that? Remember to remember what? Yeah. It's like, oh, breathe. Pause. Exhale. To the bottom, bottom, bottom of the exhale. Wait, wait, wait. Not no, not no, not no. You know, breath comes in. Listening, feeling, and responding, you know? And and we we, you know, we we that quality of peacefulness begins to emanate into our relationships, mm -hmm. whether they're intimate, whether it's our beloved, our husband, our wife, our girlfriend, boyfriend, um, our intimate friendships, our casual friendships, our work friendships, um, our communities, you know, family, community, global relationship, nation to nation, you know, it's like this makes a difference. Yeah. Our little individual, small little speck of a life <laughs> can add to a love, more loving existence and yeah. hopefully raising our consciousness to care for our minds and our bodies and our spirits and each other, mm -hmm. you know, in a way that that's rebalancing through this really intense dark time. Yeah. So I, you know, me, I'm a little bit of a meditation con converter, you know, preacher woman, you know, I'm a kind of a music minister. My daddy was a Methodist minister, um, civil rights activist. Anyway, I know now I'm segueing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to serve the bubble. <laughs> ah, you, this is how I get, I'm like, don't get me started. Oh my God. If you know anything about me, you know, I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Well, I I want to just touch on something because this is, I think, one of the biggest um, realizations that I've had about breathing. But I mentioned earlier, you know, like, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge because I've done so much work around certain topics and what I have realized over the last year, um, just after like, I think I just had a a lot of traumas happen. And I think a lot of people, like you said, have had that experience Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. And I remember coming to you the first time and not even realizing how much, you know, I was trying to tell you my story. I'm just like the talking, I'm like, here, here's what's happening. And, and and again, I'm stuck in my mind and I'm stuck in that quote unquote knowledge that I know. And you invited me to pause and breathe. And what I didn't realize and how basic this sounds is I was just walking around holding my breath all the time. And I still catch myself doing that a lot, especially in times where my life is chaotic or I'm having a hard conversation or I'm scared or I'm going through pain, you know, like there's a lot of moments where I'll just finally kind of be able to connect back with my body and get out of my head for a second because of the things that you've taught me. And I'm like, oh my God, my body is clenched. It's just like tight. It's, it's, I don't know I'm breathing obviously cause I'm alive, but I'm not really breathing through my body. And so mm-hmm. essentially what that ends up feeling like is being majorly blocked mm-hmm. and one of the other things you always say to me is, is love present? You ask me that question over and over and over. And when I'm in my fear um, or I'm coming to you with a problem, it's the first thing I forget about what is happening within my body, what is happening in my soul is that love is present at all times. And for me to be able to give that away, I have to be in my body, in my breath, in my heart and connected to that to be able to offer it to anyone else or to the world in general. Um, and so that is what it's done for me. And also what I think I would want to say to the listeners that maybe are just like, okay, here we go. Talking about yoga and woo woo shit. And like, you know, <laughs> just like, let's go meditate. Of course, that's what she's bringing. I'm like, it's so much more than that. And I don't think that we do ourselves Um, any favors by trying to to just get knowledge for the mind without connecting it to the body because that's what I've done for many years and um, I still repeat the same patterns because of it because I don't connect to my love and my inner knowing in the same capacity that I do when I connect with my breath. Mm -hmm. I actually found this this article on yogabody.com that I wanted to ask you about but Mm -hmm. it said you can go for weeks without food, days without water, but only a few minutes without breathing. Breathing has such an immediate impact on your mind and body that even the act of inhaling versus exhaling affects your nervous system differently. It's common to train in diet, exercise, and even hydration, but almost no one trains their breath. 
which is a huge missed opportunity for health seekers. So they were just talking, and they go through then, you know, all the different things that breathing does to your blood pH and like alkalining your body, um, just your nervous system in general, uh, your digestion, which you always ask me about. And we do a lot of yoga movements and breathing to kind of help with that because that's another thing that really gets blocked for me when I'm gripping and, and holding on to stuff. Um, the rapid pulsed breathing, like last night I was having an intense conversation and I realized I was holding my breath, doing the thing, and my heart was like just beating, 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 and I had to stop. And I like literally hear your voice, is love present? Is love present? And I just breathe in all the fear that I'm feeling and breathe out love because it is present within me. Um, it talks about just in, in reducing insomnia, stress, anxiety, overwhelm. Um, so anyway, I just, I guess, again, the question is, is not how important is breathing because we're, we're seeing this, but the nervous system in general is so affected by all of this stuff. How have we missed this point? You know, like why are we just now getting, or why am I just now getting to the place where I'm like, hey, you know what might be important to do is breathe. <laughs> why is that in our culture? Yeah, that's a great question, you know. Um, takes us a while, yeah. takes a while to wake up. And sometimes outer circumstances and our suffering levels have to get high enough mm-hmm. where we want it, where we feel like we're going to die if we don't find a different way to be in our bodies, in our minds, and in our lives. Mm. Um, it's kind of the human journey. You know, it's like, it's got to get bad enough where we want to make a change and we actually become willing, you know, we're not just unconscious in our old patterns, which can sabotage our, our health and our vitality and our deep sense of well-being. And it's gotten to that point, (laughs) outer, the outer world, really, you know, the devastation out there, you know, along with climate change and the earth changes and, you know, all of that, you know, adds to our fear, you know, and fear, you know, creates contraction. Like you, you mentioned several times, the tightness, the constriction. And when, you know, when the fight or flight response, you know, from the reptilian brain starts firing, you know, our survival, we're in survival brain, survival mode, everything contracts and the nervous system is activated, the adrenals, the kidneys, everything's on full on activation. And sometimes we're aware of that. And sometimes we're not, we just keep on going. We just stay on our devices and just push through and have a few more cocktails and, you know, what, not to diss cocktails, but you know, you know what I mean? We've got all of our favorite ways to medicate fear. I don't know, you know, that, that constriction. So when life presents itself in such a way that we can't manage our unconsciousness anymore. We can't stay unconsciousness. We start reaching out, you know, whether it's to a friend or Google or, you know, the, the search, the, the flame in the heart kind of starts waking up internally. Mm-hmm. And then we're led, you know, our life becomes 
following this breadcrumb or having this discussion with this friend who tells us about this person. And, and um, you know, the, the basic components of breath, you know, it's however you slice it, most likely it's going to be helpful because it's not like we're not breathing. If we're not breathing, we're dead. Right. We're not here. Right. Okay. So what's the difference? Right. Unconscious breathing or conscious breathing. And when we bring in that consciousness, that self-aware humans is humans are the only species that we have this self-reflective capability. We can reflect back upon ourselves and that's consciousness. So we, we go, Oh, so I'm going to designate seven minutes to sit on my mat and practice conscious breathing And then if we do that, that builds to 10 minutes and it starts to that that space of peacefulness, just the quality of peacefulness begins to spread into our lives. So we want we want more like it awakens the longing in our heart for for more, Mm -hmm. you know, the bhaktis and the Sufis and the ecstatic mystics. Talk about, you know, the intensity of this longing, Rumi and Hafiz and Rabia. You read some of that poetry. I mean, even contemporary writers like David White and Mary Oliver, you read there's, and it's this longing and the immersion in the natural world and realizing that this life is more than what we focus our eyes on out here. And the big transformation, the big change the turnaround is that we stop looking out here to doctors and healers and polit- not to say we don't need our helpers we do but the the helpers that are worth their salt and their paychecks are helping us access that within ourselves and so sometimes you know our lives have to get painful enough and hard enough where we're just like holy shit, something's got to change, yeah. you know, and who can help me? Cause I, I don't have a clue yeah. that humbling moment where we realize this way, this old way is not working for me any longer. I'm dying, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I got cancer. Maybe I got COVID, maybe, you know, whatever the, you know, dis-ease begins, you know, in the subtle body. And then eventually if we don't tend to it, you know, the tension or constriction is a great indicator that I need to pay some internal attention to myself to feel and ask, to breathe and feel and ask and wait and listen, receive that guidance from within. And we start to trust that process more and it becomes, you know, it weaves itself into our ordinary day as well as into our extraordinary peak cosmic experiences that, you know, occasionally we have um, out in the jungle somewhere or, you know, in our living room or so it really, you know, we need each other. We, we, and love really, um, you know, unconditional love, the, the vibration of love is, you know, as we keep practicing, you know, we, we, with the help, we develop some sort of people call them spiritual practices or yoga practices or whatever. Um, but we, we stay with it. You know, we get bored. It's like, this shit's not working anymore. I'm going to do something out. You know, it's like, 
once we get it, that, that coming to the same spot every day or twice a day begins to build a charge in a certain area. And sometimes even if the mind is still going and going, but if we remember to bring some consciousness to the breath, and consciousness with the exhale, consciousness inhale, and, you know, even playing with resting or pausing in those gaps, you know, down there at the bottom of the exhale, and no- simply noticing. It's like, it's all happens by grace. We bring our intention, you know, that's really, that's our GPS. That's our inner GPS is the fire of our longing in our heart. And maybe it's just to feel better or to, you know, just really simple. Doesn't have to be some elaborate intention for, you know, to turn into a an earth angel. But, you know, they're everywhere. <laughs> we run into them checking our groceries out or, you know, they're we, you know, we're out there and we're in here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Yeah, I was just having this thought as you were speaking, but one of the things that comes up to me, comes up for me when I do the work, either with you or the stuff you've taught me and I take it home to myself is I can connect back into my body enough to go, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. So no matter what's happening in my life, it's like that moment of this pain is okay. It's teaching me something. It is usually bringing me to some new awareness or new um, practice in my life. Mm -hmm. And life is okay with pain. I think we live in this culture that's just like, no, 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 no pain. And if you get to a place of pain, you want to medicate it away. And I'm just as guilty as everyone else with that because I don't want any pain in my life. And so we, we each find our different medicators or drugs of choice for that or whatever it is. And I think it's really been an important part of my process lately to realize the pain, it's the pain serves a purpose. And it's mm-hmm. here and I'm going to be okay. Like the pain isn't going to kill me. Love is still present. I'm still breathing. Um, and settling into that 
calmness amongst the storm is sort of one of the things that um, the breathing has like brought me to or can bring me back to even mm -hmm. within my day, you know, like, like I said, it's like I have this voice of yours in my head all the time now. And so even when I'm going about my day, it's just is love present or I'll feel my body get so anxious. And I didn't realize how much I'm even walking around just day to day doing that. And I love what you mentioned about like we in the Western culture just look so much to these external things like even yoga, right? Like let's go mm -hmm. to a yoga class. And for me, it's like, a hot yoga class that does help because of breathing, but it's also like, oh, it's just going to make, I'm going to sweat a bunch and I'm going to get really toned too. And it becomes about that a lot of times more than like the modern day yoga classes that we do a lot of times can become more about that than the internal things that we could be learning from yoga. So you mentioned bhakti yoga. Will you explain to people the difference of the different types of yoga? Sure. I mean, according to the Vedas, the Vedas are, you know, ancient scripture, over 5,000 years old. Of course, there's the tantras also that are a little bit newer. But according to the Vedas, there are four paths of yoga. One is Raj, Raja Yoga, the king of yoga. And under that um, path of yoga... Hatha Yoga, Patanjali's eight limb, which da 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 falls into, you know, asana yeah. posture, you know, within that system of yoga, you know, they talk about the five sheaths or layers, right, which you and I have talked about. And the physical body is the outer layer, which is a good place to start the food yeah. body. And then it goes all the way, you know, the, the um, anamaya kosha or the food body, physical body, and then the mind, emotion uh, prana body, actually, pranamaya kosha, which is the subtle body, the breath body, which is people have heard of chakras and the pathways where breath travels. That's the pranamaya kosha and mano maya kosha, the mind emotion layer, yeah. and maya kosha, which is the higher intelligence layer, and the jiva, the jiva, the, the individual. Oh, just before that is the Anandamaya Kosha, which is the bliss body. So it's like layers of an onion. Yeah. So the physical body is a great place to start, but it's an entry door, you know, to the, to our sovereign source center. Okay. So that's Raja Yoga. The, it means okay. king, right? Okay. And then um, there is uh, Jnana Yoga, which is the yoga of knowledge, which, you know, there's so many beautiful uh, yogic and tantric scriptures to study. Swadhyaya is called self-study and to, you know, just immerse ourselves in the study of it that, that helps brighten the mind. You know, it helps alchemize from the egoic, uh, I know this, I know this, to the you know, leads us to the higher levels of intelligence. That's more that intuitive, that wisdom flowing. So gyan, gyan yoga, karma yoga, which is karma's uh, action, the service, the yoga of service. So in a way, you know, nothing doesn't get to fit in that category. You know, no work is more holy than another work if we're offering it in sincerity to, to divine, to love, you know, some people don't relate to the word God or divine or goddess and whatever works for you, you know, yeah. tenderness, some love doesn't work for everybody either. Cause then it's like, you know, they're all their attachments and human betrayals and heartbreak. Mm -hmm. 
comes into that and which yeah. all needs love and tension. And then bhakti. Bhakti yoga is the yoga of, it's devotional yoga. It's the yoga of love. And uh, in bhakti yoga, we do a lot of singing and we do a lot of dancing. <laughs> and that's why I love it. You know, yeah. I grew up with being a musician and dancing and theater and play and all the, the creative ways to express this life. And, you know, that's another reason people come and have sessions with me, you know, because oh, I have a block in my writer's block or I, I want to really heal in my voice, you know, and become uh, more comfortable and settled with this sound, this voice that comes through me that people have told me, don't sing out loud, like keep it in the shower or, you know, there's so much uh, wounding around our innate gifts. And, you know, that's where that outer can become a little, you know, more wounding and we reconnect with the inner and it helps us go, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just human and I am so imperfect. And sometimes I sing and I sound like a squawky mouse. And sometimes the, the sound comes and it sounds like angels, you know, trumpeting in the heavens, you know. And it, you know, people come for some healing around this, you know. So, and also body image, you know, yeah. dancing and moving. And um, it helps from the inside to realize whatever shape my body's in is the way it is. And love can move through that. When I take a deep breath, even though I've carried years of self-judgment and, you know, my body's not this way and the way we compare with better singers and actors and models and the, you know, the, the uh, entertainment industry, you know, our idols and, you know, the bhakti yoga helps, helps to cultivate the inner longing in our heart for that merger with God in life. And we use mantras in bhakti yoga. Mantra, basically M-A-N, means mind. And tra means traverse, travel, transcend, deliver, uh, liberate. The, the small self-mind alchemizing into pure consciousness and, the, and the, the mind that we're all connected to, you know, the one mind, one heart, you know, back to Bob Marley, Bob and Ziggy, you know, love is my religion and not in a harm, hallmark, airy fairy way or, a, you know, um, spiritual bypass, you know, bypassing our pain because really it is, as you say, through our pain, our pain actually becomes like a portal. <laughs> if as we become willing and we need helpers for this because the reptilian brain wants to jack us into fight or flight away from danger or hurt and some of that's really valid you know it's like if a bear is chasing us we might run <laughs> we might run up a tree or find some other way you know because sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system gets activated in that way. And there are, we do need techniques and we have to practice techniques to realize, oh, I'm actually safest inside here rather than averting or running away from the pain. It's like, oh, ouch. Whether it's a pain in the knee or a physical pain that's already, you know, in the hip or a headache 
or whether it's, you know, our mother just died, whether it's huge, devastating grief, loss, yeah. a breakup of a boyfriend, emotional pain, mental pain, you know, and there's a beautiful, I think you and I have um, practiced um, an ancient uh, meditative technique called Tonglen, T-O-N-G-L-E-N. And the Buddhists, there are many Buddhist teachers that uh, teach this very effective alchemical meditation. It's pretty simple. Basically, you know, my teacher, one of my teachers teaches it called um, receiving and, and, and giving, you know, to breathing into our own pain, into the thick, claustrophobic, sticky ick, and breathing out spaciousness, light. We start with our own pain. And then we have a friend that's suffering from cancer or from heartbreak or for whatever. And we bring that being in front of us in sincerity and we breathe their pain into our own pain, dark into our own dark. And we exhale spaciousness and light. And suddenly, you know, this is the alchemy. And then Groups of people, immigrants, the earth, you know, we can get as big and global and cosmic with it or as teeny tiny as I just stubbed my freaking toe and it's killing me. <laughs> we just breathe into it instead of running away from it. And then it swells and da, da, da. If we breathe right into it. I bet you I find that the healing happens much quicker. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great, and it's a lifelong practice. It's not yeah. like, oh, I got this. Right. Right. <laughs> the minute we were like, oh, I got this, then boy, we've, 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 we've lost it basically. Well, that's been my experience for sure. <laughs> um, Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I want to quickly touch on the fact you, you brought up singing and dancing. And recently, um, my friend Mary and I came to a workshop you were doing over a weekend. And we were laughing with you about, oh, my God, if our friends could see what we are doing. I mean, we're literally in this room with random people we've never met chanting and dancing around the room. And, you know, there's two ways that can go. I think a lot of us really want to kind of ugh, clench up and be like, it's really hard to let your body just flow. And, and, you know, I think we can all kind of be like, this is silly, or I feel silly. I feel ridiculous. And we hold ourselves back. And 
yeah. one of the, the beautiful things about just releasing yourself to whatever it is, to the chanting, to the dancing, is it is true freedom when you do. And it's like mm. the most um, authentic I think I ever feel because there's just like, there's no walls, you know? Um, mm. But you've taught me a little bit about with the chanting and the reason a lot of religions even practice this is the vibration in our body that it brings. And we always end practices at your house with ohms and all of the things that, you know, maybe Western society makes a little woo-woo, but it mm -hmm. is a part of getting back in your body and dance is a part like you know, the moving, the flow of our breath through our body. And um, also just for me, it's realizing what movement does. So can you speak to that? Why those two things are so important mm. um, and why you incorporate those into your practices or what you've learned from them? Mm. Thank you for that question. Yeah. I mean, so many of our indigenous cultures, like if we start tracking, where did we come from? And Indian line lineage, African, Aboriginal, um, we start going back to the more earth-based cultures in history. We find that this sounding or calling or singing, a chanting, um, dancing, group da the Polynesian cultures, you know, you, you think hula dancing, you know, you think of the, of the yeah. little, you know, hula skirts, but if you really go into it, these are transformational ways of joining together in community to yeah. grieve and to celebrate. And as we will find out, you know, in the course of our journeys, there's a very fine line between grief and joy. It's actually just two sides of the same energy, right? Only the grief and the loss is our, but we will tend to push that away with the pain category and we'll gravitate toward the joy side, the positive side, which can lead to extreme addictive patternings, right? Yes. yes. So, you know, we, we take our clues um, and our hints from those earth-based um, lineages and the, the Bhakti tradition is no different than that. You know, the Sufis, you know, the mystical traditions of all the major religions on earth incorporate some measure of singing, chanting, sounding, calling, um, zikr, moving, move, movement with sound, you know, and it joins us. It reconnects us to our source center within it reconnects us with each other. It reestablishes our connection in family and community and extends to all of life, that which is. And, and it's freaking fun. I mean, and it can be terrifying and embarrassing <laughs> because yep. we're so self-conscious because like I said, in our developmental, in the, you know, Western world, in our, you know, nuclear families were taught that this is okay and this is presentable and this is not okay and this right. is not presentable. And you'll see, you know, lots of retreats and workshops on rewilding and, you know, shaking that stuff off. And it's not so easy. I mean, those deep self-conscious patterns are based in trauma and wound woundedness. So we actually have to begin to enter 
our own pain in order for that alchemy to heal and being willing to just be foolish and play. When we were five, did we go, well, if I move my hips like that, I might, you know, that person might not like me. You know, we don't, we just, we roll and we tumble. And it's like, that's how the Rishis did. That's how the early sages came up with the triangle pose and upward dog and downward dog. They, in their ecstatic states of just rolling around their playful states, you know, they came, these poses and things were presented. So in my experience that singing and dancing um, in, you know, under the auspices of bhakti yoga, and I know in my own personal life, you know, with theater and dance and music and those early, you know, as a little girl hitting a point where it's like, oh, I got to be the best at this or I'm going to die or I won't have love. I won't have, you know, and the, the competition and comparison aspect of going into the those fields, the creative fields, which turns into the entertainment industry can be so wounding that we just, we shut down on ourselves and we go, you know, get really, really small and, you know, anyway, so it, it's a, it's an incredible way to wake up and be together and, and rejoice in, you know, our losses and our successes. Mm. And uh, it really is. We just keep doing it. You know, we're embarrassed. We feel, oh my God, you know, because we've been embarrassed. We've been humiliated. We've had teachers that call us out if we got the answer wrong. And we all have these kind of perfectionist structures in us that, that keep us hiding and holding back for fear of being, not being loved and not getting what we need to to plump out and just like be just like I am. Yeah. So it's a, it's a wonderful way to, to, to cultivate our creative energy, you know, and sound. If we go back to some of the creation stories, you know, the big bang. And I mean, it's all, you know, silent sound, stillness movement, you know, those opposites along, you know, that fall to either side are about, the life cycle, the birth, maintenance, sustaining, and death, destruction, dissolving back to the earth into winter, spring, summer, fall, winter. Here we are, you know. Oh, I love that. I could listen to you talk all day. It's so calming to me. <laughs> oh. um, well, I think you know this, but I want everyone to come see you, obviously. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this, I can't say it enough how much working with you has changed my journey. And so thank you because I do believe you have a gift. I think you're one of the most special people I've ever met. Oh. And um, and you use it to help people, which is why I just am like, everyone go see Amy. Oh. <laughs> so good. But um, so if people are listening and I know not everyone is in Nashville, so they won't be able to come to your house like I do, but if they would want to find you and and maybe even start a journey into this kind of practice, where yeah. can they find you? Yeah, um, my yoga website is amybarnesyoga.com, A-M-Y-B-A-R-N-E-S-yoga.com. And so my email, amy at amybarnesyoga.com, great way to reach out to me. 
Um, if you need to buy a house, I'm also a realtor. <laughs> I have to say my move, movegracefully.com is how I pay for all this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, it's all about finding home, right? Within. Yeah. So that move gracefully just sort of integrates the yoga and real estate. But, and, you know, in the pandemic times, I'm, I'm actually, since this last variation, uh, I'm actually seeing clients on zoom again. So yeah. Um, uh, so I'm definitely available for 60, 75 or 90 minute individual sessions on zoom right now. Mm -hmm. Um, when the weather gets warm, if you're local, I have a beautiful, I live on a couple of acres here in Kingston Springs, Tennessee. It's really beautiful. And as you know, I like to uh, have sessions on my screen porch so you can hear the water and the birds and the, the elements are, supporting and, you know, providing all the background music to our healing sessions. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I just want to say this to people because I believe that I was a person, like I said, when I, you know, everyone's like, oh, go meditate, whatever. I just am like so annoyed by it mostly more than anything. And I've tried for years to really find a practice that helped me. Um, And so if it sounds, the stuff we've talked about sounds weird to anyone listening, I get it. I just want to say that. I it's get very it. weird. It is weird, right? And it's like, oh, I'm going to go sit on some lady's porch and chant. And I'm like, now to the wow. place where I'm like, can't wait to go do that. But oh. what I want to say is if you are a person who has anxiety, who is processing anything, who has bumped up against some trauma because of all of the stuff we've been through the last couple of years, taking time to breathe and maybe learn how to have a practice within yourself with your own breath is something that has truly changed my life. So if you're at the place where you're like, I don't know what I need, but I am open and willing, go try this and see if it's something that works for you. I highly recommend it. It has, like I said, changed my life. So wow. yes, thank Kelly. you. Beloved Kelly, so much love. I'm so grateful for you and your beautiful work in the world and sharing your bright light with all of our friends, with our community and beyond. So I appreciate you so much and thank you for inviting me to this moment, to this time. So thank you for mm. sharing with us. I appreciate you being here. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Okay. Bye, Amy. Thank for you. now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.